All right, peace. Welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Bentz, and thank you for joining us on this week's edition of the AEW Insider Podcast. Uh, We have a big, big show this week. We're going to have two breaks because that's how big it is. I don't whack you guys with breaks all the time. Just like the My Matrix announcement that I did post, I didn't put a commercial on that because I'm not going to make you sit through a minute commercial for a minute worth of news. But anyway, this is a big show, so let's uh, get to it. Um, John Moxley, it is reported that he is injured. He has been wrestling through it, though. He has an elbow injury, but nobody knows to what extent, and he caught a nasty infection while he was wrestling in Japan. I hope it's not that bad, because it would suck to see his momentum slow down after his rebirth after leaving the WWE. I do love that AEW lets their talents wrestle elsewhere, but a serious injury to one of their big stars could put a stop to all that. All Out is next Sunday, and I'm super stoked. It should be a great show with a great card. We will be doing pre-show results for the pay-per-view, the pre-show and results show for the pay-per-view. Uh, this episode's this week's episode of Being the Elite was kind of weak. They did show that they sold out their second and third live TV shows in Boston and Philadelphia. We were lucky enough to get tickets to Philly, like I said before. And they did announce their next two no- locations. After Boston and Philadelphia, they are going to Pittsburgh and West Virginia. So have your debit cards ready when those tickets go on sale. Because you seen last time, they did have a queue of over 2,000 people aligned just to get tickets. It was crazy. Um, they also continued the story of Sammy Guevara and Brandon Cutler. A couple weeks ago or a month ago, they showed Sammy Guevara walk backstage and he was telling uh, Cutler about his match, but he was really busted on him, acting like he was a joke. So he came backstage again after one of Cutler's matches and Cutler thought he was there to bust his balls, but Sammy wasn't. He told him he'd seen the match, it was a great match, and he wanted to hang out. So for, the ep- for that episode, they were le- legit best friends. They were working out together, going to eat together, just having a blast, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the episode, Brandon Cutler was about to fly out of the country. They were going somewhere else, and he left his passport at the hotel. So he called Sammy about his passport. Sammy saying he does, he'd never seen his passport while he was holding it in his hand. Then he called Cutler a nerd, threw the passport in the garbage, and was just laughing hysterically on the floor. It was crazy. So now you know that Sammy and Cutler will be fighting very soon. And that's going to be an awesome match, because they're both dope. And if you've been following Cutler, I've been posting on my Twitter. He's been killing it the last few weeks on the independent scene. Uh, Road to All Out highlighted the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks ladder death match coming up at the All Out pay-per-view. Plus, it did have a sit-down with Hangman Page and Jim Ross about why, why and what Hangman will do if he wins the AEW title at All Out. Uh, and also, a match was announced for the pre-show. It will be Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Like, holy shit, that match will legit tear the roof off those plays. Both those teams are awesome, and they do crazy stuff. It literally, besides the Lucha Brothers and Young Buck match, it could be the best match of the show, literally. Uh, Cody Rhodes did a live Q&A on Twitter, and the fans were asking him a bunch of questions. A fan did ask him about Tony Schiavone. Rumors are that he got hired. 
Cody replied, who told you that? Who said we hired him? I'm not saying we did, but if we did, I would bet you he would be starting soon. Like the premiere of their TV show in October? That would be so awesome if they got Tony Schiavone too. Well, I don't know. Where, yeah, well, They can't put him on commentary, though. They got comment. Maybe they can. Who knows? But anyway, it would truly be like a Monday night WCW war again, but a Wednesday night with a w, uh, excuse me, WWE and AEW. So that's dope. I would love for them to have uh, Tony Schiavone, and I want them to get Mike Shanae too, whatever the heck his name was. He was my favorite in WCW. All right, enough AEW news. Let's get on to WWE. It has officially been announced that NXT will debut on the U.S. Network. It will be a two-hour live show now, every Wednesday, starting September 18th. Uh, I'm a huge fan of NXT. NXT, besides the pay-per-views, is the only reason why I get the WWE Network. I've been to like four or six of their pay-per-views. They're always better than the main shows. I just hope this doesn't ruin it. It's great to have another hour. It's great that it's on a big channel and live, but I hope it doesn't ruin it because NXT is the bomb. Uh, it was supposed to be announced on Raw, but none other than the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, Chris Jericho, as he spilled the beans first. He announced it on Buster Open Radio that morning of Monday before Raw even premiered. And then all the media picked up right after and announced it too. So WWE didn't even announce it until the next day, Tuesday instead. That was good shit by 2J. Uh, speaking of NXT, their former champion, Thomas Ciampa, has recovered from his next surgery. He's in great shape and he's ready to go, but WWE wants to play it safe, and they do not plan on letting him wrestle until mid-September at the very earliest. Also, Ciampa is not happy about the NXT move. I mean, I don't know if it's about the move to USA, but he's not happy that they forgot about him. There's a banner saying it starts on NXT, and it has The Dream, Adam Cole, Shayna Baszler, and Matt riddle and he's like what you guys forget about me all so soon i'm the one for years who said nxt was the a show and i made it the a show and you don't have me on the banner so he's pissed he's got a uh, excuse me he's got something to settle when he comes back Nikki Bella posted a video on Twitter that she was at a bar. She was getting drunk with her friend. She was getting drunk with a few friends and her brother, who's always on her show. And one guest there was a surprise. It was none other than my dog, Dolph Ziggler, aka her ex-boyfriend. I believe, aka she were they were engaged. But if you watch Total Divas a couple years ago, when she was in a deep relationship with John Cena, he knew John Cena wasn't treating her right, and he wanted her back. He pulled her backstage, said that he can give her a family, he can give her kids, Cena won't give her that, and I think he tried to kiss her. I'm not positive about the kiss part, but the other part he was. So come to find out, there he was, my dog Nick, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler, acting all shy and coy, getting drunk with them at the bar. My man finally got in Bella's panties again. Good shit, Zig. All right, speaking of Dolph Ziggler, he had a few drinks too many. I don't know if it was that night or a different night, but he took to Twitter, and he was actually throwing jabs, a.k.a. insults, at Roman Reigns about him, his illness, about how it helped him get a push. It was fucking crazy. He then took it down, and he did apologize later, of course. I love you, Dolph, but jealous much, man? Fuck Roman. Don't give him that. that don't even give him that. A fan tried to jump the railing at Raw this week, and he was caught in the act and booed and ridiculed out of the building. Also, this, uh, the same night, a fan was ejected from Raw from spitting on the revival. Like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, the King of the Ring tournament did kick off on Raw and SmackDown this week. Here it is standing so far. We do have Samoa Joe against Cesaro. Samoa Joe did win. 
Cedric Alexander defeated Sami Zayn. Andrade defeated Apollo Crews. And Elias defeated Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon's help, of course. The whole episode, they show KO being nice to Shane, trying to get that fine drop, whatever. Shane was acting all cool and all coy. He wanted to just be at ringside just to watch the Elias match. Of course, he had a referee shirt under his regular shirt or jacket, and he helped Elias win, which I did predict that also just a couple days ago. So right now, moving on in the first round is Samoa Joe, Cedric Alexander, Andrade, and Elias. Uh, it also came to light that as a Monday night, Drew McIntyre, the chosen one, is again the chosen one. As of right now, he is picked to be the winner of King of the Ring. And as I said, I did predict him or Elias, so we'll see. There are rumors going around that WWE is planning on canceling 205 Live, which I really, really think sucks. I love 205 Live. Gave the Cruiserweights a way, way to shine. They have some of the best matches on the roster. If they do that, that'll really, really suck, man. Some of those guys are awesome. Uh, WWE is planning on having matches or wrestlers from like NXT or NXT UK or maybe even Evolve, who knows, for the Clash of the Champions pay-per-view. So instead of it just being people from Raw and SmackDown, they're thinking about bringing like people from NXT, what have you, and putting matches on a card, which they fucking should because NXT is always better. You want some good matches, some matches of the year? Put some title matches on the line from NXT on Clash of the Champions. So we got to stay soon. I mean, tune. Uh, sad news is that Ruby Riot will not be cleared to wrestle this year at all. She's been suffering an injury. She will recover, but we won't see her until next year sometime. I reported on my YouTube show a few days ago that Rusev and Lana have decided to take a break from WWE. A reporter tweeted that they took a break and they don't know what to do next. Rusev seen that and he replied, oh, I know what to do next. Days later, Brad Shepard reported that Rusev and Lana have came to a deal and will re-sign. Rusev seen it and he replied again. He said, make up your mind. Brad Shepard said, I report the news. You decided. Rusev replied, how can you report the news when you have no idea what's going on? It was awesome. Rusev is also sporting a new haircut. Check it out. Let me know what you think. All this stuff I talk about and if there's videos of it, blah, 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 what have you, all of it and all the links for it are on the AEW Insider 1 on Twitter and AEW Insider on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, I reported, oh, I already did, I apologize. Uh, there is a band called CFO Money, and since 2012, they're the ones who've been doing most of the music for WWE. They got hired, they got a contract, that's them on the new NXT, uh, what you call, theme song that premiered not too long ago, blah, blah, blah. But they did get fired, or they parted, parted ways. So right now, they're not in charge of the music for WWE anymore, which sucks because they're dope. But then rumors say they will still be doing it with NXT. NXT, and if not, at least their theme song. But if they cut ties with them completely, they're going to get a whole new theme song, and they probably wouldn't anyway because they're premiering on, uh, excuse me, network. But who knows if they're going to still work with uh, NXT or they're gone completely. But best of luck, guys. From 2012 till now, that sucks to end that relationship. I wonder what happened. It'll come out though. Uh, I, I always post a match in a week. This week I did post Johnny Gargano versus Andrade from NXT Philadelphia. 
My daughter and I were there that night. There was a couple good matches. The Velveteen Dreams match was amazing, and also Adam Cole versus Alistair Black, which I'll probably you know use those as a match of a week too sometime. But Johnny Gargano and Andrade tore the fucking roof off the place, literally. So check out Johnny Gargano versus Andrade for the NXT title at Philadelphia Takeover on Ardola Social Media. All right. Some of the sources where we get our news from, in print and online, are such as The Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, Fightful.com, WrestleTalk, Cultaholic, Sean's View, Ringside News, Pro Wrestling Sheet, WWFOldSchool.com, Bodyslam.net, and Sam Roberts, just to name a few. Told you we got a good show. We're already 12 minutes into it. We're going to take a break real quick to pay the bills. I got uh, the XFL teams and cities that they represent and their logos and all that to go over. I also got Mad WWE News. I've got Impact Wrestling News, New Japan News, NWA News, Ring of Honor News, and also I have the dates of superstars that have re-signed their contracts, and also the dates when superstars' contracts are up, which means they're free agents and they can go where they want to go. So definitely stay tuned with the AEW Insider. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps, we're back for the second half of the show. This is Lee Bentz, and this is the AEW Insider. Now, let's get on to to some XFL news. We know that Vince McMahon has about a billion dollars. He's putting it into the XFL again. He wants there to be an alternative to the NFL season. Tried it a couple years ago. He shit the bet on it, but I think he's going to do good this time. Uh, They did release, excuse me, the eight confirmed teams that will start the season the cities that they're in, and also their colors, their logos, what have you. Of course, you can't see them on here, but I will put them on the YouTube show. And if you want to see them now, I think they're pretty good, actually. You can check them out on Twitter or in our, uh, excuse me, AEW on Facebook. First, they do have the Dallas Renegades. I think their uh, logo is awesome. And of course, they're going to do it in Dallas because of the Cowboys, blah, 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 what have you. We also have the Houston Roughnecks. They have the Los Angeles Wildcats, the New York Guardians, I like that logo also, the St. Louis Battlehawks, the Seattle Dragons, the Tampa Bay Vipers, and the Washington Defenders. So those will be your eight teams that start the first season of the XFL. Once it picks up, more will be added. But, I mean, this is definitely going to take off this time or at least last way more than it did last time. Vince isn't just going to give up on his baby so soon. Uh, also, on a quick note real quick for WWE, Buddy Murphy beat Daniel Bryant clean on SmackDown. No cheating or anything. He hit him with his finisher, and he got the one, two, three. It just kick ass. I love to push your Buddy Murphy because the dude is a huge talent, and he deserves it. Uh, Also, WWE is in talks with Endeavor's Audio and is getting into the podcast biz. Hey, even if you listen to them, you make sure you still listen to the AEW Insider. I got your back. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit like they do. But anyway, WWE had this to say about their podcasting venture. Storytelling is at WWE's core, and we are eager to add audio, excuse me, the audio genre to our portfolio. Partnering with Endeavor Auto, an expert in podcasting, will enable us to provide our fans with unique content and reach new audiences across the platform. 
and they know it. Busted Open Radio isn't a podcast, but it's an audio radio show. Plus, like, uh, Talk is Jericho, uh, excuse me, um, Lance Storm and Cyrus. I mean, there's so many, so many podcast shows that they do huge and have a huge influence on the wrestling universe. So it'll be cool that they're getting into the game. Uh, last the WWE real quick. They had their top four locations picked out already for WrestleMania 37. As we know, next year it's in Florida again, and we're not going because we've been to too many already. But already the top two, they have four picked. The top two that they have picked are Los Angeles, of course, because they haven't been on the West Coast in a while with that. And then Las Vegas. Now, I think Vegas would be awesome. I think they did it a few years ago, unless I'm getting it confused with Atlantic City with Donald Trump. But I think they did do it in Vegas once. If not, it'll be kick-ass, because Vegas was known as a non-wrestling town, a tourist town. People won't go see it, but with all the business that AEW has been drumming up there, plus others, it would be awesome. Now on to some Impact Wrestling news. Tessa Blanchett cursed out a fan on Twitter. If you ask me, she had every right to. Uh, She bought a brand new car and she posted a pic of it because she was happy of what she worked for and what she bought. A person replied, I hope you're not as careless as your stepfather. Uh, was and that's fucking pretty crazy because if you know anything about that the guy who helped raise her and who was really really close to her like her uncle and she calls him uncle is ex-wrestling legend Magnum T.A. Magnum T.A. had a horrible auto accident and that's what ended his career so that person saying that to her I hope you're not as careless as your stepfather was is really really fucked up and Tessa's reply was you are an actual piece of shit and that's exactly what it said and then all the other people in the comment section let that guy have it it was crazy you can check that out out on our twitter also CM Punk has been called out. Real quick, some New Japan news. CM Punk has been called out. I mean, officially. He has not wrestled in eons, but New Japan star, New Japan star did call him out. And it is none other than the Bullet Club newest member. It's crazy. I can't even believe he had the balls to do it. But it's another, none other than the Bullet Club's newest member, Kenta. We used to be Hideo, Tashami, or Tommy, whatever, in WWE. I talked about him last week. They both use the same finisher, which is the GTO, I mean the GTS, the go to sleep. Kenta is the one who originated the move, and they never had a face-off against each other. A fan asked Kenta on Twitter, and he replied that he wants a match with CM Punk. Now, that would be awesome. Would it bring Punk back out of retirement? No. If he ever does decide come back, if he ever does decide to come back on his own for whatever reason, if those two's fight, it'll be awesome. That match would be brutal, because they're both really physical, especially Kenta. Uh, It has also come to light that CM Punk reached out to Fox Sports 1 uh, to get a co-hosting gig. They didn't say what show, but Fox Sports 1 has new shows coming out about hosting things. But everybody knows that WWE is starting on Fox, and they're going to have a live after show, just like they used to have Talking Smack. And if CM Punk is going to be on that show, how fucking awesome would that be? Even though he doesn't wrestle for them, he could sit there and give his crazy-ass perspective about what's going on. That'll be dope. I don't know how long it'll last or if I'll ever get it, but that would be really, really cool. 
Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is starting their Super Junior Tournament. Like I said in the past, their pay-per-views and tournaments run pretty much all month long. This is like the a tournament for the their Intercontinental. Not for mid-carters and not for heavyweights, but the peeps who should be bigger stars or will be the next big stars. The bracket looks pretty awesome so far. You can check it out on our Twitter. Some surprising notes are like TJP from NXT to, excuse me, NXT, not NXT, but 205 Live in a Cruiserweight. Uh, TJP from WWE is in it this year, as well as Will Ospreay, who I believe won it last year. And also, my pick to win it, Bullet Club member Ishii Moro. My dog, that dude's a beast. Uh, Series 7, the Toymakers are releasing Legends of Lucha Libre and New Japan Pro Wrestling toys. I've seen the prototypes, the renders of the figures, the toys, the playsets, and they are very nice. I don't think I'll pay 40 bucks though, for a Lucha Libre fi figure, even though Pentagon Jr. does look pretty sweet. I don't think I'm parting that much with that. I'm a toy collector. Uh, NWA had a great episode of 10 Pounds of Gold this week. It highlighted none other than my dog, Eli Drake. He fought Frankie Frank, and then he beat him, of course, in no time. And then they plugged their TV tapings that are starting October 1st. And as I said before, Eli Drake will be the one who takes that 10 pounds of gold off of Nick Aldis. Everybody was wondering who, all the people came and gone. It's going to be Eli Drake. And I don't mean just me winning until the next pay-per-view and then he gets it back. Eli Drake's going to be the new face of NWA soon enough. So definitely check that out. All right, we're going to take a break real quick, peeps. We're going to come back. We've got Ring of Honor news. Plus, I got a couple, one or two other random stories. And then I do have Superstars contracts, contract end date, so you know when they can go sign where they want to sign. And plus, who got suckered in and re-signed. So we'll be right back with the AEW Insider. Alright peeps, this is it. This is the end of the show. I promise you, no more breaks. Let's get to some good stuff and then we'll wrap it up. Definitely tune in this week for our YouTube wrestling show and our movies and more wrestling show and podcast later on. Uh, we'll get the Ring of Honor. This week, Ring of Honor legend Alex Shelley does return to Ring of Honor TV and in one-on-one -on -one action. He has his sights set on Matt Taven for the Ring of Honor belt. Speaking of Matt Taven, I forgot real quick. Let me talk talk to you about it. Let me talk to you about it, whatever Eli Drake says. We went to Northeast Wrestling, Wrestling Under the Stars, this Sunday. Um, I went up to Matt Taven. I wanted him to cut an intro for our YouTube channel, like I have MJF. Uh, I do have his audio. I didn't want to tape him without his permission, but you can see hear the audio and see the video on our YouTube channel. But he said that he would so cut a promo for our channel, but it does say the AEW inside. Since he's a Ring of Honor champion, he didn't think it would be a good look for him. But he did hint that he might plan on be signing with AEW. You gotta watch this video, I swear, it's on my channel. He said, I can't do it right now because it'll be a bad look, but maybe in a couple months when I sign a contract. Quote, unfucking quote, it's what he told me I have it on video. So Matt Taven is definitely eyeing up other promotions and AEW from when his contract is up in a couple months from his mouth himself. Uh, my daughter got to meet Enzo again. 
Well, last year we met him at uh, House of Glory, uh, House of Glory's High Intensity Seven last August. He treated my daughter like gold. I got him to sign his half of uh, the pop. I have two Funko Pops set of Enzo and Big Cass. So I went to go see him again, and Big Cass was there this time. I had Big Cass sign the Funko Pop, so now I have both of their autographs on it. And Enzo took a picture with my daughter, and it was amazing. Literally, he always made her feel like gold again. Uh, also, too. I brought my Fuck Joey Janela sign. If you've been following my social media, I made a sign that said Fuck Joey Janela, and I wanted Enzo to take a pic with me. He wouldn't take a pic because there were too many kids there, but he said, I will sign it. And I said, can I take a picture of you signing it? He said, yes. Like I said, I don't pick, take pics or film without permission. Uh, I tagged Joey Janela in it because I posted it on Twitter. The real verified Joey Janela himself replied, it probably took you two hours to make that shitty sign. Good shit, which was hilarious. So I replied, replied to Janela and told him I'm a huge fan. When I come see AEW in October, I'm going to have him do the same thing. I told him to keep killing it, and he liked it. He liked it all. He's got a good sense of humor. So definitely go on Twitter. Check out the Joey Janela, fuck Joey Janela sign. I had Enzo sign, and Joey Janela's response to it because it was fucking great. Uh, it rained that day, so we only got to see half the show. We waited even like an hour for it to stop. It didn't, so we left. But I still got footage of what happened after we left on our Twitter from some people I know from the 570 uh, sports show actually and then also I have my own Twitter I've got Jerry the King Lolo at 69 years old wrestling a match which I'll talk about a little bit later I also have Darby Allen I met him I got him to cut an intro to our YouTube videos so now I have MJF and Darby Allen of AEW cutting intros for our AEW YouTube videos which is awesome uh, what you call Darby Allen excuse me Darby Allen was is the champion of Northeast wrestling he was defending his title in a three-way match Dean Ambrose aka John Moxley wasn't hearing that. He came out to the ring and he turned that title match into a tag team match. So it was a great match. The rain just started at the end. It was thunder and it was lightning. It was fucking awesome. If you want to see the full match, go on AEW Insider on YouTube. I've also posted a whole match of Jerry the King Lawler and I posted like meeting Enzo, meeting Joe, uh, excuse me, Darby Allen, the Matt Taven uh, contracting, all that. So check out AEW Insider for the videos. It's awesome. Awesome. Uh, let me see. Joey Janela also released a date for his fourth annual Spring Break pay-per-view. As you know, we had Spring Break 3, Part 1 and 2 in April at WrestleMania week. We went to so many. It was so awesome that week. But he is doing Part 4, and it will be on April 3rd, 2020. You gotta go to that. His show and friggin' um can't believe his name slipping my mind right now. Joey. Joey Ryan's penis party were fucking awesome pay-per-views. Uh, real quick, Rick Steiner of the infamous Steiner Brothers. He has a son, and his son wants to get into pro wrestling. If his son can wrestle like he looks, he will be a fucking beast. The kid is built like a brick shithouse. He plays football and all that. His arms are bigger than my head. And I'm a big dude myself. So definitely check out the picture of him and read the story on our social media about Rick Steiner's son wanting to get break into the wrestling biz. Alright, now we'll get to the end of the show, but it, is, it will be a little bit. It's Superstar Contract End Date. So these are dates when Superstar Contracts are up. If they want to stay, they can if they have the chance. If not, they're free agents and they can go elsewhere. And you know, a lot of superstars have been vocal on social media, though, but they want to go. These are the dates when they'll be able to. And there's also a couple people who got suckered in and re-signed. 
I'm not going to cover all of them because some of them you won't give a flying fuck about. Uh, some of them are dead and all of the ones are not going anywhere. For example, like Stephanie McMahon, her TV deal expires October 7th of this year. Nobody cares because it's not like she's going to go anywhere. And even if she's not on TV, she's going to be working inside the WWE. So let's get on to some good people. Luke Harper, you know, the guy from the Wyatt family and uh, the what were they, the Basham brothers, whatever it is, the one with the big black beard, he's been very vocal about not being used, even though he gets injured a lot, you know what I mean, it's his fault too, uh, but what you call it, his contract actually is up at the end of the year, but he was injured, and since everybody's trying to sign more, everywhere else, WWE has been pe- making people who've been injured make up that time that they were off, so even though he's up at the end of the year, Whatever time he missed to recover from injury, he might owe to them. So we'll see. The Hardy Boys. Their contracts are up of March of 2020. So this March, they're free agents. Now, will they stay for the money? We don't know. We know WWE does not let them do great stuff that they want to do, like Broken broken Matt. They let them do Woken, and they stopped it, of course. And even though right now Jeff Hardy is teasing us coming back as Willow, how long will it last? You know what I mean? But they do let they pay them millions, and they let them slide with DUI, public drunkenness, what have you. So let's see what this, if the schedule and the leniency factor into their decision of what they want to do next March. The Revival. Now, you know, in the past couple months, the Revivals have asked for the release. They've got denied. They're very vocal on Twitter. They want to edit their contracts. WWE has put them in the title holders' main event tag team titles, even though their tag team divisions suck. They gave them a belt a couple times. So their contracts are up in April of 2020, but Dash was injured, so he might have to make up his months. So even if somebody does want to sign him, who's just going to take Tawson for a couple months on his own? But um, I think they're going to resign. I think WWE is going to offer him such a shitload of money, it's not funny. And then they're going to bury them like they always did. Brock Lesnar. His contract is up in May or June of next year. Now, unless AEW pays him like a billion dollars, I don't see him leaving WWE. He's got a cash cow in Vince McMahon. The guy barely has to wrestle. He gets paid millions of dollars. He's not going anywhere unless somebody like really, really pays him an exorbitant amount of money. But I don't think he will. But as of May or June of next year, Brock could go where he wants. Mandy Rose. Her contract is up in late 2020. Rey Mysterio Jr., his contract is up in October 2020. But Ray was smart. He knows he liked working with AEW before that, and he knows how WWE could be. So when he signed this contract, he signed an 18-month clause, which means that if he wanted out of his contract after 18 months, he could do so. So who knows? But we know his son Dominic is there, and WWE is going to be putting him on TV very soon. So is he going to leave his son so he can go do whatever, or is he going to stay? We'll see next October. Randy Orton, the Viper. His contract is up in January 2020. He signed a 10-year deal for 10 years, 10 years ago. Uh, we know he wants to go, though. A couple weeks ago, I, I reported it, and it's all over our social media. Him and Will Ospreay were exchanging a tweet, and Randy Orton said Ospreay vs. Orton, January 2020, which means his contract is up then, and he wants to leave so he can go fight, and him and Will Ospreay would be awesome. And he's 
been very vocal and his wife has been very vocal, but not having him on big shows like the Raw Reunion show or the 25th anniversary. So I think the Viper definitely might go. He's got more money than God, and why not? you got to do something different. Mojo Riley. He signed a new multi-year deal this summer, so they suckered him in. He's smart, though. He's an ex-football player. He's taking the money and running. Also, WWE wants Mojo Riley around because in real life, he is BFF with New England Patriots star Gronk, a.k.a. Gronkowski. They're best friends in real life, and they've already all been in talks that Gronk wants to be a wrestler when his NFL career is over. So that's another bonus why they signed Mojo Riley. Jerry the King Lawler is under contract until January 10, 2021. So who knows if they ever get to reunite with JR before they're in their old people's home or dead. Um, I don't know how much money the WWE is paying him, but like I said, we've seen him just Sunday wrestling in a full match, one-on-one -on -one match at 69 years old. And at one spot in the match, I literally thought he was going to have a heart attack, seriously. So I don't know what you guys are paying him, where he's just all about money, but fuck, man. But best of luck, King. Uh, Roman Reigns, Vince's golden boy, signed a multi-year contract this summer. Surprise, surprise. Big Show is actually still under contract till 2021. Even though they don't use him on TV and he's got his Netflix show starting soon, he's still under contract. Daniel Bryan, his contract ends September of 2021. Sami Zayn. His contract ends fall of 2021, but he also was another one who was injured, and they might make him make up that uh, time. Might be a little bit before you see El Generico elsewhere again. The Miz, somebody who's not going anywhere, is signed up until 2022, and we know earlier this year, KO re-signed with the company. He's there till April 2023, and also Braun Strowman is there till the summer of 2023. So there are some of your favorites that you know are not going anywhere in WWE, and some who are going to be out of there. Let's get the AEW real quick. Chris Jericho signed a contract through 2021. Jim Ross signed until spring of 2022. The bad boy Joey Janela signed till May of 2022. Kenny Omega signed to 2023. Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks all signed to January 2024. And MJF, my dog, actually signed to 2024. Now, Ring of Honor in New Japan. Uh, Ring of Honor, Marty Skrull. We all know that we're waiting for Marty Skrull to be reunited. He's going to AEW with the Elite, with his fucking boys. It's going to be amazing. It sucks that he's going to leave his peeps on Ring of Honor, but he gave them, you know, all the push he can give them. But Marty Skrull it is a free agent November of 2019 this year. So imagine a little over a month after AEW premieres on TV. Here comes the motherfucking villain, Marty Skrull. Uh, Tanahashi, uh, a New Japan's golden boy besides Okada, he's actually signed till 2019. We all know he's going to retire because his body's beat. Uh, John Moxley's New Japan deal ends in January 2020, right after their big uh, kingdom, their uh, pay-per-view, their WrestleMania uh, in uh, January. 
Flip Gordon, the newest member of Villain Enterprises, is signed to 2020. See, that sucks, because Flip is tight with the Elite, he's tight with Cody, he's obviously tight with Marty Skrull, he's in Villains, Inc. These guys weren't doing anything. Being in those cliques in a Bullet Club gave them a push. They got these contracts thrown at them, they signed. Now they're fucking stuck for a while until they can go to AEW. So Skrull will be out at the end of this year, and Flip won't even be able to come till next year. But that's cool, because when they make their appearances, it's going to be dope. New Japan star Koto Abushi is signed till February of 2021, but rumors say that he legit signed a lifetime deal. You know those deals you hear about for life with New Japan. And then to wrap it up in New Japan, Juice Robinson is signed till January 2022. I'm happy to hear that, and I'm happy for Juice Robinson. He used to be CJ Parker on NXT, the hippie with the braids talking about peace and love. He's came so fucking far. I'm so happy for you, Juice. Alright, now to wrap it up, Impact Wrestling. Rob Van Dam's contract ends at this year's Bound for Glory. That's their WrestleMania. We'll see what he does after. Moose, it ends in February 2021, and so does... Alright, well, Moose, Rosemary, Ethan Cage, and Sammy Callahan, their contracts are up February 2021. Jake and David Christ, March of 2021. Jordan Grace, May of 2021, and Rich Swan, May of 2021. So there you go. Some people are stuck there for a while. Some people are going to be jumping ship and being on shows and making us very, very happy. So I mean, like I said, this was a big episode. I always say that, but I mean, who knows if it is or it isn't. Uh, I will be back this Saturday or Sunday with a YouTube wrestling show with some of this news, but definitely newer stuff, results from Impact Wrestling, any other news that's come to light. Plus, Monday, we will have our movie and more show. Like I said, I don't whack you guys. I don't sell t-shirts or anything yet unless we get big and you want them. I don't ask you to donate to Patreon, but please just show support. Come join our W, excuse me, our AEW fan group on uh, our AEW group on Facebook. Please like, share, or at least like and subscribe. It's subscribe at least. I need a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of watch time for I can get paid off YouTube, but I do it because I love it. So please join our AEW Insider group on Facebook. Like and subscribe our videos on YouTube. Like I said, I got Northeast Wrestling matches i've got high intensity eight i've got movies on there i got wrestling what have you you'll love it and definitely hit us up on the aew insider one on twitter as always i'm your host lee Benz, and we will be back next week with the aew insider podcast but we'll be back this week on youtube so thank you for showing your support you guys rock it's the aew insider ciao peeps <laughs>